answer begs that question Too blind to see tomorrow Too broke to beg or borrow Young and stupid Welcome back everybody to episode 19. Scott, I remember what episode we were on this time, buddy. You sound very chipper this morning. Dude, I'm trying. My name is Sean, by the way. And I'm Scott. Yeah, it's a uh, it's one of those 5 a.m.ers. We're coming yeah. at you early on early on Friday morning. You know what I noticed that our Podbean website, it doesn't properly show the date sometimes. So it is Friday morning, January 13th. Skip some days, so we have to inform everybody what day it is. Yeah, once again we, once again we said, oh, we'll we'll do another one this day, and then, and then we did not hold true to our promise. So we're not going to be doing that at all this episode because we just seem to jinx ourselves. However, yeah, we should. I think I, you know, I don't know why it took us this long to figure out. Maybe we should just say the date. We can tell we people start. the weather too. What's going on in the world in outside of sports? Northern Virginia. It's Traffic and weather on the eights. Balmy 45, partly cloudy. It's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> you never know. Listening like, oh, thanks, Sean. Thanks, Scott. For the, <laughs> I'm going to go put on an extra layer. We're now morning talk shows. Ah, that's good. I got I got my coffee. I uh, I got my, my notes. I got my newspaper. I'm all ready to go. I'm ready to talk about some sports. Sounds good. Let's do it. And what a uh, what a what a week! What past couple days? A lot of stuff happening. I guess we we need to start with the NFL playoffs, and I mean it's really a shame that after the wild card round, the biggest story is Odell Beckham Jr.'s boat trip. They're horrible games. Did you watch any of the games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. I watched mostly everything. And um, what'd you think? It was just very predictable. You know, every. I mean, I think we were both. You know, we we agreed on it last time. We, we I think we were four for four. Yeah, every home team. Every home team got it. Was, it, it was like, pretty pretty clear. Right, but but I mean, it was clear. The games weren't even close. I yeah. mean, they were blowouts. We're not even close. The closest game was was the Packers Giants game, and that wasn't even close after the after halftime. Aaron Rodgers came out not looking like Aaron Rodgers, and he just sort of it just. And then I think it was, I think it was fourteen thirteen at one point, and then the Packers ended up scoring. You know. 15 unanswered points. They scored a couple uh, couple more TDs and a field goal. It was a bad game, but I felt bad right around the third quarter. I was saying, "Man, first good game that we have that we have all weekend." And then here come then the Rodgers turns the it on. Yep. Yeah, I t- I spoke just incredibly too soon. But it's weird, you know, you take the best teams in football. It's the first round of the playoffs and they're all bad games. It was like I was watching week 14 or something. I don't know. Granted, there were injuries. Teams yeah. were teams yeah, were plagued by a couple injuries. You had one game that just consisted of backup quarterbacks only with Connor Cook and, and Brock Osweiler. But, yeah, the biggest story on Monday after the playoffs was Odell Beckham Jr. dropped footballs because of his Miami is Miami trip on on the on the previous Monday? Did you did you yeah, have any thoughts yeah, or opinions on? Of course not. I mean, of course I heard about it, but of course it's silly. Of course that never that never affected anything. What do you, what do you think about that? Oh, I don't think it affected him. I think it's just bad timing. You know, he's never dropped that many passes in a game ever. So there is something to say about that. However. You know, he goes to Miami, and sure, maybe he's a little tired from the flight and the trip and hanging out with his buddies, but I'm sure that's not the first time he has spent his off day, you know, getting after it in the other term of getting after it. Do you see what I'm saying? He's probably right. come in on practice Tuesday hanging just as bad as as he did after after Monday. I thought it would have been funny if he ended up playing out of his mind on on uh sunday like you know four you know four td catches and 200 receiving yards 
and then the Giants would send him down to Miami every single Monday. Okay, Odell, clearly this worked, so go ahead. But no, I don't think I don't think they're they're connected. It's just bad timing for him. That's all. Yeah, really is, it really is. It it made me think of funny pregame rituals. Like again, if he would have had an awesome game, then going to Miami would have been a part of his weekly routine. So later in the episode, I want to ask you, what are some funny pregame rituals that you know, or maybe funny pregame rituals that you have? So remind me to get back to that, Scott. I'm not gonna answer that. So you're not gonna answer that. <laughs> well, okay, you don't have to say rituals that you had, but rituals that you've that you've come across. I mean, we've. Athletes are weird with their pregame exactly. rituals. That's just part of a thing. It's it's a routine. It gets them in the mindset, and it makes them feel normal. That's totally fine. A couple more NFL stories. I believe, now correct me if I'm wrong, Scott, because I might be, but I don't think I am. Dak Prescott leads the Cowboys to win the Super Bowl. He's going to be the first rookie quarterback to do so. Am I wrong? I, I don't believe so. No. Uh, that's that's incredible, actually. So do we? And that, and he also has a rookie running back standing right next to him every play. Do we? Do we like them at all? I mean, they're playing the Packers. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. They're at that's home. They're in Jerry tough. World. I don't. I don't know. But hard just, hard to bet against Rodgers right now. Oh my gosh! Unreal the way they played. Unreal. And you know what sort of ticks me off as a Redskins fan? So Jordy Nelson goes out. And later in the game, Ty Montgomery went out. Two big main wide receivers for the Green Bay Packers. And they still end up scoring over 30 points. Yeah, what would matter. happen? What would happen, Scott, if Pierre Garcon and Jamison Crowder or Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson went down in one game for the Skins? After that, they would come out completely flat and lose the game. But Green Bay, led by Rodgers, says, okay, you know, let's let's go, guys. And they end up getting the win. I mean, well, it's just... I was always, I'm always pretty convinced that a quarterback makes a receiver, you know, not completely, but it has a huge influence on who the receivers are. I mean, when you used to watch Peyton Manning back in the day, he used to make those receivers. Tom Brady used to make those receivers. I mean, Wes, Wes Welker, like, dude, come on. For sure. I Tom mean, Brady made those guys good. I mean, I, I agree, but here are the Packers, and here's Rodgers losing two of his main guys. That's what I mean. And he still Rogers figures out a way. Good. He's, he's right. able to spread it around and figure out a way. The Washington Redskins are – as of, I, I don't want to say we'll never be able to do that, but certainly would have never been able to do that in the past 10 years. I mean, any injury that happens to the Skins, they just do, they're just not good at facing adversity. And the Packers stepped up and said, all right, let's do this, guys. Let's, let's go out there. And then, and they got their dub. And I think Ty Montgomery will be back for the game on Sunday. I'm not sure about Jordy Nelson. I'm not sure about not sure. him. He, he got hit pretty hard there. He, yeah. I think he spent the night in the hospital. Yeah. Yeah, he got to, he was taken out right away. But I don't know. But that's going to hurt. But but again, you say that's going to hurt. But look at what they were able to do against the Giants, whose Giants defense has been great all season. Mm-hmm. And they were still able to – Rodgers still able to pick them apart like they were all rookies. I right. mean, just, just incredible to – I like – I like Green Bay going going all the way, but that's a but that's a conversation that we're gonna have in a second. Fair just, enough. Just a couple more teams that I wanna just mention a couple things about. Any thoughts on Tomlin not taking out Le'Veon Bell or Ben Roethlisberger in their dismantling last week of the Dolphins? No. Uh, quite frankly, no. Why should they have taken them out? Or yeah, you uh, know, in the fourth quarter when they got them. Well, sorry, Scott, you're. Uh, sorry, I, I'm not Scott, sure. I'm can you see? Scott, can you can you say what you said again? Because your mic seemed to has 
your mic uh your mic went out a little bit okay so really no no thought really whether he's in or out he's it's this the same difference it's the same deal he got a little um, dinged up though that was the only thing i mean i don't i don't like taking players out anytime no matter what the situation is we've talked about that before but he did get a little he got a little dinged up he he hurt himself somehow doesn't matter doesn't matter he's going to get he's going to get dinged up in the first quarter it it's just it's all the same I like it. I like the mindset. Tomlin got a lot of heat for it, but Tomlin's kind of a weird coach. He does weird crap all the time with the two point conversions during the season. He just a he's just a bit of a weird bit of a weird dude. And Texans at Patriots coming up. Texans Patriots led have by, an absolute cakewalk. Led by Brock Osweiler. Dude, the Patriots, Patriots. are sixteen point favorites. That's one of the highest point spreads in NFL history in That's a playoff insane. game. That is insane. Are you if you're a gambling man, which taking the under? You're are you are you going are you going Texans with the points? Or are you saying Patriots to cover? No, I, I would I would take the under on that. I I love taking the over. We'll talk about that probably later with the national championship game. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm taking I'm taking the under on that one. What do you got? So you, I think Patriots cover. I mean, Patriots wow. beat them twenty-seven to. Didn't they shut them out earlier in the season? Beat them twenty-seven to to a big bagel earlier in the season, and that's when Jacoby Brissett was was playing. It is. Yeah. I feel like the the point spread alone is just a. It's like a, ta- a disrespectful. I don't know, but Brock Osweiler isn't playing like the way he did. Last season, when he came in for my for Miami for Manning for a couple games, but so if so if he's able to get back to that, he just haven't been playing well. But yeah, I think the, the Patriots cover for sure. They're the Patriots. Nah. They're playing in New England. They're the Patriots. It's the playoffs. They're all professionals. They all get paid. They're 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 gonna put up a fight. It's not that week one, two, and three have no real indication of who's gonna win this game. But I do think the Patriots have an easy road. Man, I'll tell you what. Like, the, the Chiefs and Steelers are going to beat the crap out of each other in the other AFC game. Yeah. Patriots are going to walk into that game. It's, it's going to be it's a cakewalk into the Super Bowl. Nice little situation for him. Nice little situation for him. But, yeah, one more thing, Scott, about the NFL playoff situation. What's your dream Super Bowl matchup. If you could pick them mm. right now, what do you want to see? What's gonna What's gonna? Well, you know, you know who it was was the Giants and Patriots. Just that, for just for the just for the yeah. third uh, third yeah. plan and see if just the Giants put the can thorn, do it. Just keep putting the thorn in Tom Brady's side. That'd be just so funny. Yeah, I'm sure the Patriots were pretty psyched when the Patriots just dump trucked them. Over the weekend, I'm sure they were psyched because the Patriots are do not get excited about about playing the Giants. But who is it now? Um, I would like to see the Falcons in it. I think from the NFC, I think they're exciting. The offense, Matt Ryan's having a great year. Um, I'd finally like to see him win some games. Yeah. Um, from the AFC side, it's tough. Because it's the Patriots, it's the Steelers. It's probably probably the Chiefs seeing somebody fresh in there. You know, okay. So Falcons, you don't want to see the Patriots in? No, of course not. We see them okay. every right. every year. I think like a Falcons Chiefs would be a, would be a cool Super Bowl. Falcons Chiefs not gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Why not? You don't think the Chiefs nah. could beat the Steelers and then the beat Patriots? No, I do not think so. Led by the fearless Andy Reid. Glorious no. mustache. Oh, I agree, but no, I do not think so. No, not a chance. Well, my dr- my dream Super Bowl, and maybe it's a maybe it's a bad dream Super Bowl, and I think it's super realistic is Packers Patriots, just because you got the Aaron Rodgers versus the Tom Brady. That's awesome. Two, two, the be- two of the best quarterbacks currently, and they're gonna be arguably a couple of the best quarterbacks of all time going head to head in the Super Bowl. I think that's 
I think that's cool right there. And then you get your awkward, the Patriots are in it. Roger Goodell is at the Super Bowl, obviously. Does he feel a little weird? It's like, man, I tried kind of ruining their season and I wasn't able to. The camera will probably get a couple good shots of Roger Goodell. Maybe doing some weird facial expressions. So I'm excited for for, for oh. that as well. Oh. And I know people are intrigued about the Cowboys, and we just said this would be the first time that the first time that a rookie quarterback potentially could win a Super Bowl. And they're a great team, but they're gonna have trouble with the Packers. And we've been given a lot of praise to the Cowboys the past couple weeks even despite the fact that we're Skins fan, but you know what? This is where it ends. They can just go and lose now. I don't care. Yeah, I'm tired no. of seeing the Cavs. I, I don't want yeah. to see them make it far in the playoffs. They can lose, okay? Dak Prescott, awesome season. You're d- Stop, okay? I'm done with it. I was I rooting for yeah, you. I think the, the Cowboys have a team around them. Remember when when the Redskins were winning with, sit with like Rex Grossman? Like That's kind of how it's kind of like. They, there's a team around that. It's not. It's not all due to to Dak Prescott and, and Zeke and, and good players, but just it's a not. big part of it is you know just a just a big part. But yeah, you uh, can't forget their the best offensive line right. in the game, and you can't forget good their wide receivers. receiver core. The defense is playing out of their mind. Like it's a complete team. Oh, for sure, for sure, and I don't think we're I don't think we're neglecting that at all, but. Other than that, just two two big news stories that came out yesterday. Sean McVay, offensive coordinator for the Skins, took the head coaching job for the Los Angeles Rams. Any thoughts? Any thoughts on losing McVay, Scott? Mm, no, not really. No, I just, really. I just think it's gonna hurt. I think it's going to hurt the Skins. You think so? He's a solid He's been around for quite a while. He started out as a tight ends coach when Chris Cooley was still playing. I mean, he's been around for a while. And he's the youngest head coach. He's He's, only 30 30, years old. That's that's incredible. And he's – but you know what? The more – when I heard it, I was bummed. I was bummed for sure. I was thinking – Eh, well, I wasn't bummed, but I was thinking that's that's tough. That's tough shoes to fill for the for the skins. But the more I thought about it, the more it made sense to me. McVay taking the L.A. Rams job. You know, it's a it's a new location. It's not a new franchise, obviously, but went back to like, everything's new, and it's Los Angeles. It's like cool and you know hip. Like it makes sense that they would want a young coach, a young thirty year old coach. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's gonna hurt the skins as much as you think it is. I really don't. They're going to run the same scheme. It's going to be the same looking offense. I don't. No, I don't. As long as they have Gruden, I think it'll still be still be the same look. Okay, well, that's good. But and now they got uh, offense and a defensive coordinator job to fill. So we'll be following that as we go along. Last piece of NFL news: Chargers moving to LA. Yeah, it's two teams in LA. I don't I know. Don't, I don't I know about think, this move, man. I didn't think people in LA really cared for football. I, I mean, a do. team left in the mid '90s, and now they get two more teams. Like the yeah. logic doesn't make sense to me. What's going on? I don't know. I don't know what the details are exactly. Um, I, I didn't read up on it last night. Um, but where are they going to play? Like, uh, it's it's weird. I feel like I feel like LA doesn't even want them. I don't even think the LA wants the Rams. Right. <laughs> But we'll see, we'll see, and and it's it's it is a lot of pre- going back to McVay. It's sort of a lot of pressure for McVay. He's the head coach of a of a team that did horrible horribly last season. What are you going to do with Jared Goff? Is he just going to be a good second year quarterback? Also, hopefully, like, it's. I think he handcuffed him a little bit. I know he's third. It's a dream situation for him, but. Maybe it's not a dream situation. It's the dream job, but not the ideal situation. But other than that, I think we can go down a level. You good with that, Scott? Let's do it. All right. So I think, Scott, if I'm remembering correctly, I think you won our first gentleman's bet. I think I won our second one with the with the college national championship. No, you are, you are. I, I mean, I even bet the over 
on Alabama, what, at six and a half? Yeah. So, eh, you know, hats off to you. I could have easily went my way. It could have easily went my way. Oh yeah, when they when they when they went up fourteen nothing in the in the yep. first half. I was gonna. I was exactly what I was gonna say. That was that was it. But but Cle- they they really were never able to to spread them out too much. You know, Clemson was always. I mean, being down two scores to Alabama obviously is not ideal, but they they kept they kept right after it. Yeah, I thought I had it in the bag. I was laughing all the way when Bo had those two runs. I was like, "Here we go again. I got him again." How about how about the last call for for Clemson? A gutsy call on on Dabo's part instead of going in overtime with the field goal going for the going for the win. I loved it. Five seconds left. No, absolutely. And apparently, apparently, in the huddle. This this is sort of like it sounds something like it's out of Remember the Titans. Deshaun Watts, he's calling the play for the little play action going to the right side. And uh-huh. apparently right before they broke the huddle, he said, okay, guys, let's go be legends. Like a real Remember the Titans thing. And that got everybody hmm. all pumped. Yeah, that's like, pretty, pretty sappy. Getting every, oh, it's sappy. Oh, sappy as hell, of course. However, it's weird to see what gets guys hyped up when you compare sports like in football, you always have your pregame. The camera gets in there of all, of all the guys just screaming and sort of jumping up and down. Basketball is a little bit of the same way. There's a lot, you know, all the weird like high fives that all the players have with each other. I feel like, I feel like with baseball, you can't do that. You can't be screaming and get all and get all jacked up and get all pumped up. I feel like that's even even worse for you. It's always interesting to me thinking about what gets guys psyched for different for different sports. Hmm. You uh, see what I'm saying here? It's a, it's it's an interesting it's a whole other conversation. And that's almost away from the college football title game, but we can go there. Oh, well no no no, let's come back to it. More note what do you get what what are more notes on the on the is, is that is that the best is that the best college football game that's ever played that ever, ever been played? They did probably have between Clemson and Alabama, maybe half a dozen first round draft picks. I don't know. I so it it depends on it depends on what you want to say. The best, like what defined what defines the best college football game? I mean, that ended at the last second with Clemson down. Like that, just the whole thing is just super impressive. Yeah. So the great ending, obviously, it was an upset, which I think has to be a part. of Right. You're beating the Alabama, who's good, won what, five of the past eight years or something like that. Yeah, and they're fourteen and zero this season. It stopped their undefeated season. But yeah, you know, I, I don't want to take credit away from the game, but you had, you know, you had you have college football games every single weekend ending in ending in last second scores, yeah. last second drives, last second. Field Not like goals. that though, man. I'll tell you what, with those two caliber teams. Well, sure, that's yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I think if you look at those two teams, you have first, you have probably we could probably name. A half dozen at least first round draft picks. I think Deshaun Watson's going in the in the first round. Mike Williams. Mike Williams, and then the running back Gallman. He's probably going in the first round. Alabama, their entire offense and defensive line. They're probably yeah. going in the first <laughs> and second round. Yeah. Yeah. So so that right there, I think, is a case for what defines a good college football game versus you know a. a a bad college football game. Well, you know, Alabama's going to be right back in it next year. I don't know about Clemson losing to Sean Watson. That's going to be a huge loss. I'm sure they'll reload, obviously, because Debo has a just incredible program going over there. Yeah, I'm sure their um, draft class is or draft class. I'm sure their recruiting class is is of course. very impressive. Uh, that's that's where they are right now. But Alabama not losing their Hurts, their quarterback, not losing Bo. Not losing Ridley. Um, that most of their defense is coming back. Like it's, ugh, man, 
again, like Alabama is just going to win it next year. I remember having the same thought, though, with Alabama this time last year because no. they were losing so many guys. I remember but th- so how their is the quarterbacks Alabama- not coming back? Like, Bo is just an app, Bo Scoreboard is just an absolute house. Like, it's no, they're, they're going to be right back in it with the but, same exact team, right? But, but see, what we're saying about Clemson, you know, losing Deshaun Watson, we were saying the same thing last year about Alabama. Jalen Hurts is a, uh, is a true I see what freshman. You see, I see, you see what, what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, like, I remember yeah. being not being worried, but but it was the exact same thought. Huh? I wonder if Alabama can do this again, even though they're losing half of their team to the draft. And right. now it's the same thing with Clemson. But Nick Saban just traditionally is always getting the top the top recruits. But I don't see why Clemson would be much far off. Being no, a, no, being not a championship team the the past two years and just I being a call good, far off at all. So, are they making the college football playoff next next year, Scott? Clemson. Nope, I'm going uh, Alabama. Ohio State is the top two, and then you can surprise me with the next two. But I don't know. I'd like to see it. I I, I think their program's great. I think the way Dabo does does things, Dabo. Does things is is incredible. I really respect who he is as a coach, and you know he talks a lot about the process and, and that kind of stuff, which is which is great. You know, it's really refreshing. Great to hear. Yeah, and it'll be a it'll be a long process for them to get back. Funny story. Apparently, Dabo Sweeney and Nick Saban were at like a similar vacation spot. This past summer, or this past spring, so in like March or April, mm-hmm. and it was whatever little, whatever college football coaches are doing in the off season. They're it's it's a vacation thing. They're at a restaurant essentially. It's, it's a restaurant, but I can't remember exactly where it is. And and Sweeney bought Sabin a gift card for the fancy little restaurant they were at, and he walked it over to him. And just and just handed it to Saban, and then and then he left. And apparently, on the back was "See you in Tampa next year." After just having lost to Saban in Alabama, I think it's kind of cool. That's, is that a true story? True story. True they, said, story. they said that on the broadcast, didn't they? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was a it was a big it was a big thing. It was, I yeah. mean, th- they said just about everything they could on Clemson and Alabama in all the pregames. That was like all we freaking heard about. The pregame lasted ten hours. Of it lasted almost as long as the actual game, which was like four and a half hours. But it was a fun. You know oh. what it reminded me of, Scott? You remember that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia when when Charlie and and Mac are like, maybe we should stand up and give a bow. You know what I'm talking about when they're yeah, all in the same yeah, restaurant? They're, exactly. They're the, it's like Sweeney's asking his wife, hey, Nick Saban's over there. What do I do? Do I like pay him homage with a stand <laughs> and a bow? Or do I get him a gift card with sort of a snarky thing written on the back? Yeah, that's that's a that's an incredible story, actually. It really yeah. is. And my last note on the game, I don't know if you have a couple more things, but were no. you were you upset at all about the length of the game. It was a great game. Nobody's saying that. Nobody. I'm not saying that it was a great game. Were you upset at the length? Of course. It ended at what, like one one thirty? I don't think it. I don't think it lasted until I think it was twelve and some change. It started at eight and some change and ended at twelve and some. Change. It was just like a hair over four hours. That is just oh, too much, right? It's too brutal. much. I mean, West Coast people, y'all are lucky. I'm sure we don't have any listeners on the West Coast, but wow. Imagine that game starting at 5. Well, exactly. Well, having said that, Scott, I don't think a national game, a nationally televised game, should never start after 7 o'clock Eastern time. You get so many more viewers, especially on a Monday night. I am so sick of catering every single major television event to the West Coast. They, like, what's so... what's So 7 o'clock, it'd be starting at 4 o'clock out there. 
I don't think anybody's working in California anyway. So what does four o'clock matter than than one hour after five? Like seven o'clock, boom. That's right in the meaty part of the day. Then a lot of the big stuff is ending, you know, right before eleven. That's doable. But yeah, you know, people on the East Coast are waking up early for work. Can't watch Especially until on a past Monday night, midnight. Man. Yeah, on a Monday. Maybe ridiculous. on a Friday or Saturday. I get it. I get it. But not on Monday. And and Monday and Sunday night football. I've never been able to watch a Monday or Sunday night football game in its entirety, like in my whole life. Is that is that gonna is that ever gonna change though? No, because of the stupid West Coast. And like no. you said, we have no listeners out there, so I'm sure we're not offending anybody. But yeah. no, it will never change because of the stupid West Coast. No, I it's, agree. It it needs to be it needs to be seven o'clock. The last so All right, I, old lied. Man. I lied. One more note. We'd be a little remiss, Scott, if we did. So we mentioned the championship, but what about the FCS championship? The JMU uh, Duke dog. I think we got to mention it just because we know a lot of people at, at JMU. Your brothers at your brothers at Madison and a lot of friends there. Obviously, just an easy victory over Youngstown. Yep. Did you watch it at all? I didn't. I didn't. I was on the road. We had a game that day. Yeah, yeah, we had a game that day. I was not not available for that. Okay, I didn't watch it either because. You know, we talk about it. It was great. I didn't watch it. I did see the the interview with JMU's coach at the end, Mike Houston, and it's everybody's on the field. All the students are rushing the field, and you know how when they interview, say, a Dabo Sweeney or a Nick Saban at the end of the game, there are a bunch of like cops, security guards yeah, surrounding him, yeah. and nobody's within ten feet right. of the coaches, dude. After the after the mat, they're interviewing Mike Houston, and there is nobody there like creating a border. There are students and just be right up against them, bumping into them. You can't hear anything, and I'm just laughing. And I'm thinking that whoever whoever was asking Houston the questions, I can't remember who it was, just getting annoyed. But then but then Houston got really into it. He was like. Go Dukes and just like and then everybody around him just started like just erupted. But there was there was you could definitely tell it wasn't a you know it, I mean it was a major game, but I just I just felt a little bad. It's like man, they're sending they can't even send a couple security guards down there to make the now, interview easy. Now you win a national championship at the FCS level. Is it time to step up a level? Yeah, I mean they could, but they're not good. There's so much stuff that goes into that, like even stuff like stadium size. Because their stadium is too is too small, they cannot be a a. Uh, what are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Have you seen that stadium? It's massive, yeah. dude. It's not. No, there's. I'm telling you, there's a limit. It's way bigger than some real D ones. I'm pretty sure. No, there's no, there's for sure a limit. If you look it up, I got too many, I got too many tabs pulled up. But that's like one of the things holding him back from being. Oh, that's, from, I think it's time to step up. From you escaping know, the double, you know, it would be an interesting and deal. To an FBS, and this what? is kind of like almost in a lot of sports. But do you ever like? Do you know how European soccer works at all? No. Do you about? No, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to <laughs> lie to people. <laughs> that was but, funny, dude. That was a funny little intro. <laughs> But they what they do is basically they demote and promote teams into their like Premier League and so on. And Zach, if he's listening, he's gonna laugh at me for this because again, I have no idea what I'm talking about. Hey Zach. But if like you're the bottom three teams, you get demoted into the worst league. And if you're the you're the top three teams of, you know, the worst the lower league, you get promoted basically. Right. There's demotions and promotions. What about doing the same type of deal? You know, that's the bottom teams are demoted into the FCS, and so they get, you know, good again. And then the top teams, you know, the the winner and, you know, a few of the others get promoted. Bec- you know, be- it's time to start playing better teams now. Well, again, I don't think it's just the skill level – it's not just talent or how many games are winning. Again, there's so much stuff. It has to do with money and scholarships it, and and stadium size. I'm going to call Zach, by the way. He's probably up, right? 
we'll get, get a call him right now. Yeah, why not? Why not? We'll get a we'll get a little fr- no, not contact updated. I wanted to I wanted to call. Are you using a, your flip phone now? Is that is that what's going on? Oh, I traded it in. Yeah, I'm back to a flip phone. We're, I'm That's, just gonna ask him if he could tell how the uh, European. You gave a pretty good summary, but maybe he's gonna be a little more accurate. And and I agree with you. I think that'd be awesome because do you remember in I think it was 2010, JMU actually beat Virginia Tech. Right. Virginia right. Tech, who made it to the, they still the ACC championship. I think that was a bigger deal than their national championship. Oh, maybe because it's a because it's an FBS school and they're not just beating South Dakota State or North Dakota State. Zach didn't answer. Did you hear that? Did you? <laughs> but yeah, that's my new phone, Scott. You flipped it down, dude. That's my new phone, and it's awesome. I'm not complaining at all. You got but, all your contacts in there and everything, huh? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for is that where it help. takes like Thank, thanks for all your help with the contacts. By the way, didn't get anything from you. Jeremy helped me out. Josh helped me out. Didn't hear anything from you. That's uh, cool. Yeah. I was... <laughs> no, I know. I know. I know. I know. Yeah. But anyway, other than that, I think that pretty much does it with college football. And yeah. like, not only for our conversation, but wow, for the for the like, year, with man. college football season's done. It sort of just hit me at once, right there, Scott. We've ended sports. You know, we're done with baseball. We ended. Uh, we now we've ended college football. We're yeah. we're wrapping up sports. NFL's winding down, but yeah. you know there are other sports to to start. Okay, so let's so let's switch sports. All right, so college basketball has been interesting. I think there's a lot to talk about there, even though you know there's just a bunch of like hidden stories. I feel like that we need to drum up. Um, really, I think it's a it's a crazy crazy stat and if you heard this in a movie or you know you never heard of it before you're gonna think it's it's insane and i'm just we're just making this up but the yukon women are going for 90 straight wins which is which is the record set by the yukon women right yeah a few few years prior i believe it i know you're not making it up they i mean but like if you saw that in a movie like you know, the uh, an underdog teams coming in and playing this team that's won a hundred straight games, which they could very possibly do. Like that's just insane. Like that's just stupid. No, no teams ever won a hundred straight games in a certain sport. That's that's a dynasty. Um, it's impressive, man. It's impressive, and some people say it's bad for the sport. Um, there's not parity in the sport. And which makes sense, but you know what it is at least? It's a news story. It's at least getting women's basketball light. in really the headlines, does. you know? It shines light. And and you know what? How I see it and my my approach to that is it just forces the other teams to get better or they just keep getting smacked by UConn. Yeah. You know, just catch up. Catch well, up. Find a way. But what's the talent pool like for – for women basketball players, the the parity is is really high compared right. from the top to you know, I mean even in the right. top twenty five, the parity is really high. Right, you have your top tier talent all playing for one team. It's not like it's spread out. It goes play for UConn, you know. Right, of course, and you know in men's it's kind of like any team can beat any team on a given night. Women's, it's not that way, but you know what? Uh, I don't blame UConn for that. No, I don't. Well, blame... no, they're just winning. Right? No, you can't. Just, they're just winning. This is what it is. It's it's a factory, and I don't think it's bad for the sport. Keep winning, keep doing it until other teams can find a way to to, to beat you. It is, it is becoming a bit of a punchline, though. You, it you know is, what I mean? it, but ugh, it's the way things are. You know, I don't. They just keep winning. Keep winning. Yeah. yeah. I, but, you know, it's – and I agree with you. I think uh, it's it's not their fault. They're just doing their job. It's what they were It's what they were told to do. It's what they were coached to do. And like we predicted sometime here on PST, it'll be, a, it'll be a 30 for 30 down the road. It might be a movie. You said it's something out of a movie. It might be. It's, it's, it's a crazy sports story. It is. It is. But moving to – moving to – Moving to men's basketball, college yeah. basketball. Yeah. Your favorite buddy, 
Grayson Allen, he's in. He's 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 got more stories about. He's trying to stir me up. This is kind of like a, I'm not, a Stephen I'm A. Not, Skip Bayless deal I'm, where you're I'm just trying to you're I'm trying to push the right buttons to get a good sound clip out of me. You know, you don't even know where I'm going with this. Who knows? Uh, I that might know. be it's on not, your side here. It's not going down a great path. Did you did you see the whole controversy with him pushing an FSU coach? No. He was going for the ball. The ball's going out of bounds. He jumps for it and tosses it back in bounds. And as he's falling, he falls into an FSU coach. And they ended up losing to FSU. And so, of course, because Grayson Allen has a big old target on his back, it's everybody was looking. Everybody broke it down. It wasn't even about the play. More slow motion effects was given to the Grayson Allen accidental bumping into the coach instead of an actual highlight reel of the game. It was ridiculous, but because Allen has a big target on his back, he can't even go and clog up the toilet in the locker room without somebody knowing that it was him. I mean, it's everybody is watching him at all times. And you know what makes me sort of sick? Is that this tripping, accidental shoving, granted they're not good incidents, says, like they're not great, but at the same time, how come it's getting more attention than other unsavory things that go on in college basketball, almost on a daily basis, like weird academic doings of of kids failing classes and making up grades and he's, he's a white dude player. That's it. And That's what it comes down to. It's just that he's going to be another J.J. Redick and... Christian Leitner. Everybody loves to hate Duke, and they want to pick on people. Like, it's, you know? It's just sad, man. It's with all of the of the cheating, like what came out about with, uh, with UNC and Syracuse last mm-hmm. year, about the classes. That sort of just got brushed under the rug, and I think it's because that's more of an NCAA thing. NCAA is going to try to sweep that up under the rug as much as they possibly can. Where because it's just Grayson Allen and Duke, pfft, let them have it. Let them have it. We're not going to suspend them at all. Let's see what Duke does internally so it keeps being a ridiculous news story. Mm-hmm. Just feel bad for the kid at this point. He's going for the ball. The FSU coach came out and said, no, it wasn't. He didn't push me. He's going for the ball. Right. The, the coach called it a great, a great hustle play. Yeah. So tell us. How many times has that happened? With it, has has a player ever ever going for the ball and bumped into your bench? I mean, that happens, sure, right? Sure, it's, it's part of the game. It's all the time, but nobody ever knows about it because ESPN is never going to break down the play and do the little. It's it's almost as if they're examining a, a like a football. They're just play. looking and here's for the something. They're just looking for something to complain about. It's ridiculous. Um, it's not ESPN's fault. It's just what people want to hear too. I guess. You it's know, when, when Grayson Allen almost tripped that, like he almost had another tripping incident, and I almost lost it because right. I knew we were going to talk about it. No. Yeah, well, it's I, like, wasn't gonna, I wasn't going to bring it up because I know. Wasn't, that was not even close. No, absolutely to not. tripping incident. It, was, he was, it looked like somebody was setting a pick on him, and he was trying to like get around it. But yeah. it's, a, it's, the same, it's the same thing with the... With with accidentally bumping into the FSU coach. The yeah. only reason I brought it up, Scott, is because I don't think it's fair that we're literally talking about about Grayson Allen for for two weeks when it's not even a big deal. And then all the weird Grayson shady Allen. stuff that goes on in the NCAA, we're like, oh no, we're, let's not talk about it at all. Grayson Allen gets to go on our board of guys that we talk about weekly. We have that board of guys. So we got the Tiger Woods, the Tim Tebow, the Colin Kaepernick. Uh, add me if I'm wrong. So I, if I'm missing somebody. Tweet think, us at Perp Sports I mean, talk. no, think about it. We, we, talk, we talked about Tiger Woods every week for like a month. We talked about Tim Tebow playing baseball every week for a month. Colin Kaepernick. I think Tebow's going to get get some reps in the springtime scott i didn't want to say it but but because you brought it up i had to slip it in there little news story but yeah i i think it's just ridiculous and i i didn't want to i didn't want to hit a nerve with you i didn't want to poke the bear but but i just think it's sad because there's other worse stuff to be talked about and other worse stuff i mean assistant coaches getting in fights Scott, that, yeah. what would take, 
and you have to answer. Well, you don't have to answer. I don't mean to say that. What would it take for you to get into a fight with another assistant coach of the other team on TV? Not a fight, but definitely a scuffle. Some, you know, I brought I here. Let me play the actual sound. And now we have a dust up going on as the teams are going to the locker room. What's going on here? The teams headed to the locker room, and now the coaches are going at it. <laughs> Steve Shields and one of the coaches from so, Georgia. Shields from the so the assistant coaches from Missouri and Georgia get into it a little. What would it take for you, Scott? What would it take for you to get into a little scuffle with another coach? I don't, I, don't, I think that has to happen pre-game or you know built up stuff it was right it before halftime right that even if you get in, in a scuffle it probably happened probably something happened pre-game probably something happened be, you know way like a, a week before the game when they were when doing something or even over the summer that during the game that's ridiculous no assistant coach is gonna be like that during the game with another assistant coach, you know we we interact <laughs> all the time. Totally we interact happened. all the time with the other assistant coaches, and ninety nine percent of the time it's friendly. It's very understanding. It's just you know we're all in this profession together. Some guys rub you the wrong way, you know, won't get back to you on a certain thing, or you know, um, but it, I you know what my guess would it be would be that that was you know prior they had prior beef somewhere else down the line. Interesting. I mean, it is a you know it is a conference. It's a conference game. It's a conference rivalry. I'm sure Missouri's probably a little salty because they haven't won an SEC game yet this year. But to me, no matter what the situation is, no matter what prior beef, that is absolutely unforgivable. It should never happen. It no. should never happen. Not not as assistant coaches. No, that's really not my sad. place. Really sad, because then how do you tell your players not to get wrapped up in stuff like that? All your credibility has gone out the window. Um, especially as an assistant coach. The head coach, you know, that's a little different angle, you know, because the head coach represents the program. If he's trying to get the guys fired up or, you know, show a little fight or fire, I can see that. But an assistant coach, man, just just do your job strategy-wise and, and, and get out of there, but... You dealing with the other team should not should not be a thing. It's a bad it's a bad look. It's a bad look. Anything else? I got I got one stat for you, but anything else with college basketball? Um, no, it's just I just wanted to say I think it's gonna be a great year in college basketball. Um from a D one standpoint, I think there's a lot of interest, especially with these, you know think about it. You know, you got Kansas, Kentucky, Duke, UNC UCLA, um, th- all those blue blood teams, you know, traditional college basketball are good. Villanova, I f- yeah, I feel like everybody's good, and, and that and that's why and that's great. That's great for the sport. Um, gets interest. Everybody's right in it, and and good basketball is being played finally. Yeah, and um, I like and I like seeing the old West Virginia upsetting the number one Baylor. Yeah, poor, poor Baylor. Yeah. First first week is number one, and pff, get out of here. And West yeah. Virginia just handle, and so I like seeing that as well. I like seeing that as well. There's, there's parity in the sport, but yet all the blue buds are at the top. I think that's I think that's great, and it's we're in for a great year. Yeah, it's we're comfortable. It's a comfortable feeling college basketball season. Right. One stat for you: we got to mention our alma mater, GMU. We have to mention Mason, the Patriots. They played St. Joe's on okay. Tuesday, and they got the win. So they're 2-2 two and two in the A-10. Marquise Moore near triple-double. Near triple-double. I, I think he had seven assists. So a couple more assists, he would have been there. However, he has joined the 1,000 points, 500 rebounds, 300 assists club, which consists of him and one other player, Cam Long, who, uh, who obviously played for for Laranega. Pretty pretty exclusive group. Pretty cool club to be in. We've been mentioning Keese regularly, particularly out you know with the with the with the season starting. So I just wanted to I just wanted to mention that. That's he's so much yeah. fun watching. Hats off to him. He's having a great season. He's a complete player. You know what? And he does it 
mainly without a jump shot. So that just shows kids out there, you know, you can do it even without a great jump shot. He's just strong. Yeah. Gets I, to the hole. And I, and it's just, you know, he, he he does what he does best. I think he only has like one attempt at a at a three pointer. Doesn't matter. Like he, he knows what he does best and and he and he does it really well. Hats off. Yeah, he's he's fun watching. And I'm just sort of gonna segue that just speaking of triple doubles, Russell Westbrook will be the first guy, if he keeps up in the NBA, to average a triple double since the sixties. And I was thinking, is this the equivalent to hitting four hundred for a season? Is a triple double hitting four hundred to basketball? What's cooler to you? Uh, I think those. That's actually very comparable. That's pretty right on, right? Because yeah. we, have, we have Ted Williams, the last four hundred season hitter, and I actually don't know. Probably just batter. I should. I should have looked it up before before bringing it up. Any idea? Last guy to average a triple double. Oscar Robinson. Oscar Robinson. Did you know that off the top of your head? Yeah. Oh, right on. Okay, maybe I'm just a lame basketball fan. But is that an okay comparison? Right no, there? I, I think that that's pretty spot on, honestly. I, I couldn't find a much better comparison from from sport to sport. Um, it's it's an amazing stat and it's kind of unfathomable, but it's the way kind of basketball is going, where these guards and these and these well, players, you know, it's becoming a positionless game, and these players are just doing it all: rebound, assists, points, um, steals, and blocks. They're everybody's doing it all, and you it know. Is- it is weird to hear how much we didn't watch basketball in the eighties because we weren't alive in the eighties. But it is weird to hear, and when you see old games, Your phone was. how much <laughs> nice. Well, yeah, maybe like the <laughs> Zach, the Zach Morris phone, the big thing that he has to save the bell. <laughs> but it is weird to just see how, how they say how much the sport is changing. Whereas now, you could be a literal guy who can just shoot and never make could be a Steph Curry and be so successful you don't have to be the big the big body but you still have guys like that in LeBron James and you have sure guys. and that'll never but it's becoming a skill a skill game and it's not just go down pound the rock inside and the bigger team wins no like I said it's a positionless game um, really all there is now is maybe a point guard and a five man mm-hmm. and then everybody else is just kind of the same and you just go up, rebound the basketball, and you run, and you shoot a lot of threes. That's the way the game's going. Mm-hmm. One more thing to mention with basketball. There is not NBA, not college basketball. There is a new league starting, sort of an amateur league of guys over 30. The three-on-three, it's a half-court league, three-on-three, of guys only over 30. And there are no owners... So it's just the players, and they're going to be five-man teams. It's just the players running everything. And apparently, Allen Iverson is sort of a like a, the, the the big name right now in this sport. A little a little three-on-three league. That's something I like hearing about. Interesting, these little... interesting tidbit. I feel like that's kind of a gimmick, though. Dude, but that's the little amateur sports like this. I think is kind of cool. I can't wait to. To talk about it more, I'm definitely going to bring it up. You also fan of arena again. football? No, but this is different, dude. This is basketball. Slow pitch softball, dude. You know I don't like slow pitch softball. This is different. It's basketball. You don't hear, you know, you got the D league and that's it's it. No this is different. An entirely it's different. No thing. different than arena football and slow pitch softball. You think it's just too gimmicky? There are no owners. I think that's kind of cool that there are no owners. It's if Barry Bonds came out and no was playing slow pitch softball, that's that's very that's comparable. Steroid league only. That's something that we forgot to talk about this episode was was Hall of Fame. And we'll we'll do another episode. Dude, soon. don't do it. You're gonna yeah. jinx us. Don't don't do it. It'll end up being a month. They make they make the announcement in a week. For, for Hall Perfect. of Fame stuff. So maybe Perfect. we just do it then. One last thing before we get into due to the week and weekend appetizer. Alex Ovechkin scores his 1,000th point of his career. And the best part is, dude, he did it against the Penguins. And then they ended up beating the Penguins. It was a good game. And it just it, it makes me think of when guys set milestones later in their career. 
not that he's late in his career, he's still in his prime. It could be a little bit it could be a little bit weird. It could be a little bit anticlimactic. Like when Ichiro got his three thousandth hit, like doing it with Miami, like that kind of sucks. Like you know, awesome three thousandth hit, but he's old and he's like with Miami. It's like come <laughs> on. But this is one thousand one thousandth point in a game against the the Penguins rivalry and then winning. It was just a it was a good obviously it's a milestone, but everything it, it was like the stars aligned. No, for sure. Okay, That's all. So, Did a great career. So let's uh let's move into uh, some of our regular segments. So due to the week, familiar segment. Due to the week, Mississippi State Bulldogs college basketball team. And the reason why they're dudes of the week, on their way to LSU, bad weather, they ended up helping out a car that flipped. And let me, let me play the news story here. We know how bad weather has affected everywhere down in the south. This is yesterday. Mississippi State in route to Baton Rouge. There was a young lady, Carolyn Ashley, a nurse from Macomb, Mississippi. They saw her car flip over. They ended up helping the young lady and... Team trainers checked her out, made sure that she was okay, and indeed that she was. So the so the team gets out because they see the uh, a car flip over, and the guys and the coaches help this lady out of her car. She happens to be a nurse, and then the team trainers checked her out, and she was good to go. So they stopped the bus, really bad weather. They hopped out, and they helped. I think a little good Samaritan. Due to the week is the Mississippi State Bulldog basketball team. Man, good for them. That's awesome. It's, that is cool. So that gets into... Gets into everybody's favorite, Scott. A little weekend app. What's your little weekend? What's your little weekend app? What do you what What do you want to talk about? That's gonna get us excited. That's gonna get our app our appetite up. What's a little taste of the sports weekend? Uh, nothing besides. I hope the NFL games are better. That's really. I, I mean, they couldn't get much worse than last week. So you know, you had the worst appetizer. It was you know, bad. last the, week, the and meal anything's just going to be better. It was like some soggy egg rolls. Right. The and meal. now anything anything else you get this week is just going to be just heaven. Right. So is that a good one? Is that good enough? You can't go down. You can really <laughs> only go up. So, therefore, it will be a better it will be a better playoff, playoff weekend. And I don't have – I feel like I've – I've been really proud of myself, Scott, getting a little obscure sports going on. I had youth hockey a couple weeks ago and and actually a lot of hockey stuff. I feel like my last couple weekend appetizers have been centered around hockey. But this one, only thing I got, George Mason playing playing uh, playing St. Louis on Saturday. The Billikens. And St. Louis is a little bottom tier A ten team. So I'm hoping that this will be able to get Mason have have a little momentum going into the really tough part of their of their A10 schedule. I'm getting so that two and two right now. A win at St. Louis will give them a three and two above 500 in the A10. They got a little bit of momentum going into playing teams like G Dub and 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 Dayton. You know some of some of the some of the bigger guys. That's what I'm excited for. I agree. I agree. They need to, need to keep it rolling. No, they're not satisfied um, with where they are right now. And, you know, keep rolling an A-10 play. That's right. Don't think that you've arrived yet. But other than that, I think that's going to do it for us, guys. That was a really good episode. I enjoyed it. That was a I fun show. feel good after, after a slow start, after, you know, 4.45 wake up. Right. You know, that's it's been good. For you sure. You got it rolling again. For sure. And Scott and listeners... Well, listeners, listen to Scott. Scott, where do they got to go for more perpetual sports talk news? Well, you know what? We have enough followers, so, you know, we're good. We're good. Perp, Perp Sports Talk has six followers, and we're, and we're killing the game. It, we we need no more people, so don't retweet. Don't follow. We're, we're good. Don't worry. Scott has reached his limits on making hats and t-shirts for I have listeners. no more desire to, to go any higher. Too slow. Sorry, guys. In the perpetual sports talk world. You can find us. We're out there. Maybe we'll be able to handle you. But any more, any more direct messages and, and comments I'm getting, I just I won't be able to handle it. So. Yeah. Scott's got enough on his plate. He can't handle this ridiculous Twitter stuff. 
I mean, why? <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. I will I'm, answer your questions. DM me anything, and and Scott will answer your question. He prides himself on that, guys. Life life questions, whatever whatever you want, whatever you want, just kind of give it to me. Relationship problems, give it to Perp, Perp Sports Talk. Perp, and the link is also always in our on our on our Podbean website where you're listening to us now. But again, sorry, you know the t-shirts are gone. Kind of a bummer. Whatever, maybe. Maybe in a couple months we'll come up with another promotion, Scott. Let's do it. As our merch guy, you know, get on that. Feel, you know, get it out there. You know what the what the people are wearing, what the kids are wearing. We'll figure we'll it do. out. We'll do. We'll do. For now, we don't know when our next episode is going to be. Probably next week, sometime. I have no idea what day. We're not going to say it because we're just going to jinx ourselves. But for now, it is early morning, early Friday morning in January. That's going to do it for the guys of Perpetual Sports Talk. My name is Sean. And I'm Scott.